Good day and welcome to the Manage Self Lead Others podcast, mainly for experienced and emerging people managers. I'm your host, Nina Sunday. I want to thank C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV for their support, their sponsorship. I really appreciate them. This is the show to help you explore ways to become the best version of yourself at work as a manager. Each episode, you'll hear from some of the brightest business minds on the planet who share your passion to elevate and transform team culture. They share insights in self-leadership and leading others. Together, we can make workplace culture better. Are you ready? Because it's time to manage self-lead others. When I met Sridhar Bhavara in New York City at a C-Suite Network Thought Leaders Summit at the One World Trade Center, little did I know his background. Growing up in India in true slumdog millionaire style, from street vendor to waiter, milk delivery boy to door-to-door salesperson, then gaining his MBA and rising to become general manager of Panasonic Corporation in Dubai. Author of two books, Moments of Signal and The Roaring Lambs. Srida Bavara is a life study on how embracing your moments of signals can help you realize your full leadership potential. Passionate about the leadership within us, Srida presents on this topic. I'm speaking with Srida today from the vibrant city of Dubai. Welcome, Sri. Welcome to Manage Self Lead Others. And uh, it's been well, 2018, we were in New York City together at the Thought Leaders Summit with, by C-Suite Network at the One World Trade Center, which was uh, next door to the, the World Trade Center complex now. And uh, we were both guest authors at this event and okay. uh, amongst a few other marvelous authors. And since then, you've written a second book, The, the Roaring okay. Lambs. So, so I've got your, I've got your, uh, your moment of. Sleep. I saw, I, I yeah. see that, yes. yeah. Yeah, and of course, I used uh, Kindle and audiobook to listen to. Uh, uh, well, to listen to it, I, I'm loving audiobooks now. And I also found a little trick. I found that 1.2 was the right uh, speed for me speed. to listen to. One was just a little too slow, and I just can adjust. You can adjust it to 1.1 times, 1.2 times. It's like. Well, that's re- they've gotten really sophisticated with you being able to change the dial okay. to the speed, and uh, yeah. it, it just suited my listening style. So you can also slow it down, of course. So uh, it it just enables you to get into the story. But also, I kept seeing the animation film in my mind. It's exactly. That's Have, the has idea. anyone bought the option for the film rights yet? <laughs> That's that's the idea, yes. <laughs> because you are in Africa, the northern tip of Africa. You know, you are um, you are in touch with the lions and the Maasai and all the yes. characters that appear in your story. But yes. also, you let's just talk a little bit about moments of signal first, because the message there, as I understand it, and if you can tell me tell us more about it, is that the universe or life uh, or in the course of your daily existence, little events or synchronicities or coincidences happen that, in a sense, 
you could take a message from it that says, hmm, maybe that's the direction I should move in. Can you tell us more about that in a nutshell, please, Sri? Thank you, Nina. It's always a pleasure uh, seeing you, meeting you, and speaking to you. Uh, it's been four years, and we have had a wonderful journey together. And I have been observing your success. Uh, Man is self-lead others. So what a great title that is. Thank it you. is an apt title. Yeah, it is an apt title. And, uh, and I also notice people are appreciating across the globe. Uh, congratulations. And I'm glad to be part of your program. Thank you. Thank you. So to, to start with, moment of signal, uh, which we have been speaking for the last few years, is that when you become more conscious about your surroundings, the whole idea is preparing somebody, whoever is wishing to become big, uh, wishing to be aspiring, ambitious, then you have to become more aware of what's happening around. Your awareness means your, your practice, your preparation, your readiness to face the unknown because next minute is unknown to us. The environment is totally up against you because it is behaving in its own way. Unless you tune yourself into the frequency of the environment or whichever the area that you want to excel, you will not be as successful as you wish to be. The, 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 the idea of moment of signal is preparing you to be ready for the, for the challenge that is being thrown up next. So because to be environment ready before you need to be ready so that you are ready because you have to expect the unexpected and to go, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll learn about that or I'll uh, improve this quality of myself in the future. But if you put it off, when the opportunity comes, you won't be ready and it'll pass you by. Is that, what, is that the yeah, message? Yeah. It means you are reducing the uh, bandwidth of failure. That's it. Well, I like that, reducing the bandwidth of failure. Very good. I can, I can tell, you know, your, your meticulous writing comes out in your articulate uh, pithy statements like that. So there are lots of really interesting uh uh, statements. In fact, sometimes I think you're almost quoting Shakespeare, but <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Shakespeare didn't write it; you did. Right, especially especially towards the end, especially that final chapter where um, that you know every everything sort of comes to the. I think it's called denouement. Everything comes to a conclusion, just like a Shakespearean play. So I think people could be re reading The Roaring Lambs as if it is a Shakespearean play because there's King Lear, uh, there's a Hamlet, there's uh, other kings that uh, are in denial, they're in under their own illusion of their own greatness, and that's exactly what the uh, the Lion King has, uh, Kaiser. <laughs> I've got it. Kaiser. <laughs> Kaiser, yeah, that's, that's, that's well said, yes. <laughs> so... So the thing about uh, you, you are you now are self-employed with your own consultancy called BMR, which is um, uh, bring what morning rise. What's the first word? Bright, bright, bright morning, morning rise. Yes, yeah. and and there's a charity that you that you run. Yes, BMR Trust. Yeah, and so so that bright morning rise is sort of a, a value that that guides you, and um, you you also speak around the world about leadership? 
Correct. What, what what sort of things do you speak about when you're uh, presenting on the topic of leadership? Well, I, I am a, a staunch believer of uh, everyone has the potential to be the greatest leader. And this, if you look at the most magnificent machine on the earth is the human body. And the most evolved species of the entire universe is human kind. So there is no speciality that somebody is separated because of the IQ or because of whatever they come from or whatever the backdrop that they are with. Everybody is capable of reaching that evolution, you know, uh, to the next level. It is only your effort, your, your talent, your approach, and your potential. And then how you can manage your sync with the environment because that is totally external. So it is very much possible for everyone to reach their maximum potential and then uh, be benefited out of it. Absolutely. I mean, why not? So my job, so my job is to remind them because I don't think we can advise anybody because advising, as somebody said, it is fatal. So (laughs) I wouldn't advise people. But I would like to remind that, listen, you are, you are great. You have the potential. You have the strength. You have the power. Just work on because practicing with your mind, with your body makes you better at, at something that you wish to. So this is what I try to uh, speak to people. Uh, that's, that's about it, whether yeah. it is younger generation or the seasoned leadership. That's right. So do you believe it's important that managers understand that their their job is to um to make sure that the pe- the, the the junior the, the, their individual contributors and their junior managers are all trained up because isn't that one of the one of the lessons of the of the roaring lambs is that okay. the the lion the pride of lions became complacent mm-hmm. uh and they they stopped teaching because hunting was so easy, gaining food was so easy, they stopped to teach the, the younger lions how to hunt. So when it became not easy, uh, they were they were really under difficulty because the the young lions had, didn't have a clue and were not part of what were not part of a team that is how lions hunt is to form a team and to uh, hunt their prey. Otherwise, they go hungry. <laughs> exactly. That, that's right. See, lions are known to be, uh, you know, the king of the jungle, not because they can kill anybody. They're not that strong. But the lion is the king of the jungle because of its mentality that it will not go back. It will take on anything. That is why it is the king, not because it is strong enough to kill anything in the jungle. Or oh, they don't retreat. They don't retreat. This is first thing. Wow. Knowing they are very powerful they still go in a very methodical collaboration. Their hunt is in the group. Right. There is a lot of planning, collaboration. Uh, the, the lioness go this way, the lion comes that way, they trap the, uh, the, the prey, and they know their weaknesses. One person has to know their weaknesses as much they know about their strengths. For example, in the lion's case, Lion is not endurable animal. It has the power in the purse, which means the prey, if it is not within the 30 meter range, most likely the lion is going to miss the prey because 
the 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 ability to catch the prey within the 30 meters is the highest for the lion and That's if it is far if it is farther than that then the prey is going to miss more chances are there and that was very clear in the story that they they were hunting outside of that 30 meter range and in fact i should point out that in a sense this book, when I started reading and, and listening to it, uh, it reminded me of two other parable uh, tales. One is Our Iceberg is Melting by John P. Cutter, and it's about uh, penguins on an iceberg that discover that the iceberg it has cracks underneath and they have to move to another iceberg, and it's all in parable style, but it's also teaching Cotter's eight-step eight method uh, model. And then, of course, Animal Farm by George Orwell, which, you know, is very well known and uh, some yeah. really great lessons there about totalitarianism and um, uh, and different, different uh, res- ca- the characters' different responses. So you've got different characters, you've got the Lion King, you've got the, the Lion Queen, you've got um, uh, the, the, the former, uh, who is it, uh, the Shuja. Shuja, okay. Oh, yeah, who was the former leader of the Lambs. He acts like a double agent. He's well, big- he's a shaka. He's a shaka. <laughs> uh, yeah. right. Oh right. Oh yeah, the shaka. Right. Shaka. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's a double agent. He's kind of left the yeah. labs and he's now working inside the inside the uh, the kingdom. So he gets his comeuppance at the end. So this, this this story is set up in a way that it reflects the real setting of the humankind's life. You know. And it, and it actually reflects all the works of the life that is happening parallelly to the uh, modern world of the humankind. One guy is uh, effortlessly strong and their ambitions are very much you know, collaborative. They have collective objectives. One person is very, very mean. They hold the information to them. They try to act as if their own cent- they are centered with their own uh, purpose involved. They have nobody in their collective objectives. And there are weaker sections. There are stronger sections. There are some people who wanted to collaborate with others so that they can face the unknown. So there are different different setups in this book to reflect the real society outside. So we do not want to take names outside. So hence, we took the animals. As you rightly mentioned, George Orwell's Animal Farm is, yes, one of the books that I've, I've always liked how the pigs uh, have taken up uh, on the, on the you know, human beings. Set and up. The, the sheep say, uh, chant, four legs good, uh, two legs bad. <laughs> yes, yes. They mindlessly chant this slogan, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but it, it definitely, the, the whole idea of a parable and using animals um, enables you to actually identify uh, the different characters. You can probably identify if you're working in an office with a, a lot of characters, you can probably name which, you know, who's, who is who. <laughs> of course, the big bully boss that won't listen to anybody that is full of their own um uh, competency, and yet they're, you know, they're, they're in denial about the reality and, in fact, had to leave. He, he was banished in the end. Uh, and, and that's, that's what we're, we're doing, actually. We want, we want bosses that collaborate, uh, that, that right. are managers and leaders who collaborate and not, um, not are victim to their own 
emotions or or in fact i saw the seven deadly sins in there i mean you've got he it was he he kaiser was victim of his own pride he was victim of his own sloth um he uh he certainly certainly in there was also that element of gluttony which was you know killing more sheep than they could actually eat because they had this lust for killing so the seven deadly sins were definitely in there as well, as well as the seven deadly, um, you know, work workplace characters. <laughs> correct, correct. You're right. And so, um, how uh, how how have people sort of um, reported back to you about how they've uh, related to the to to the roaring lambs? Tell us about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I'm I'm so fortunate and I'm so glad that whatever you just said about uh, what you felt about the book when you were reading, that this book was a sort of an animation in your mind while you're reading, uh, many, more than 99% have reported back that they are able to see an animation while they are reading this book. Right. And this was originally our idea that this book must uh, become a feature film and reach more people to 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 let people know that the collaboration not just happens with the equals collaboration means it has to happen with unequals that is when between the equal and unequal the equal is taking a greater step reaching the unequal right. knowing knowing that this unequal is also equally important for the whole cycle to run. And I will give you one great example. Why am I saying equal and unequal? Yep. If you have read the book Winning of Jack Welch, he comes up with a, with a talk clearly that in an organization, there are out of 100, there are five superstars and then there are 5% superstars and there is uh, remaining 95% mediocre or That's the right. good. That's right. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me too, Sri, that man- the role of a manager and as a leader is to build the capability of their team. So if they deem that somebody is lacking in a skill, it's up to them to find a way to improve their ability in that area. Because most people are happy uh, if you present it to them in a way that is, you know, present the benefits. They're happy to grow their own capability. But I don't think people are naturally lazy they if something has switched them off if they're choosing not to bring their best selves to work does that make sense yeah. mm. absolutely absolutely uh, so you have to you have to take on board everybody on the ship because if you are on a ship everybody's important yeah not just the uh, first officer second officer but everybody on the board is equally important for the ship to sail towards and uh, to reach the goal yeah it's it's about it's about respect it's about values it's about courtesy and it's taking time uh 
to give credit to people. In fact, there's a story about President, uh, former President Ronald Reagan. Apparently, he used to spend hours every night writing thank you letters, and he was very quick to give credit to other people for things that um, people would say, oh, you know, you did a great job there. He said, oh, well, it wasn't me. It was also so-and-so. And that shows um, the humility of the truly great. And that sounds so two, like it's that message that you're sharing. Two things I would like to mention out of the story that you spoke about, Regan. The one is you should be always quick to appreciate there's nothing wrong in telling somebody has done a great job, a wonderful job, you did good, uh, you have been support, you have been strength. I mean, it only it only increases the positivity of the environment. That's one. And if you have to criticize, you have to criticize, you have to, you know, bring things on uh, on, on the path, you could do it probably in person or in another way between one-on-one. But appreciation actually uh, brings the entire environment really shot up. It is a springboard in any environment. Appreciation is a springboard. You can just with one appreciation, you can bring back the mood of the environment to a positive thing and people are just ready to go. They will, they can keep anything behind. Even if the, even if the animosity, they can keep it behind because the mood is contagious. Appreciation is contagious. Tell us why you wrote this book. This book is an extension of uh, Moment of Signal. Because in Moment of Signal, we spoke extensively about uh, how do you stay aware of what's unknown, what's around you, so that your ability to take a better choice becomes obvious. When you are able to take those better choices, what happens is what is more a part of this roaring lamps. In the roaring lamps, why we make the lamps roar is not because we neither are interested in making the lamp to demonstrate its new power and strength, nor it is willing to take on anything and then be stupid uh, just to win on anything. The roaring of a lamb is a mere shout of survival. It has a right to fight, to survive. What happens in the law of nature is something beyond our capacity to imagine. Mm. What what happens to you and me through the environmental uh, impact is something that we cannot imagine, we cannot fathom. But what we can do is to, to put up ourselves and you know give, give that little fight because we want to survive. The very nature is empowering you to fight for the survival. It never asked you to just meekly go ahead and give your head. No. The very nature which is against up against you is also telling you to the more you fight, the more you the more you give the effort, the better you can survive, the better you can float around. We are teaching the lambs, the so-called lambs. Lamb is not an animal. Here we are talking about a symbolic characteristic of giving up. Meek, feeble, weak, inferior. Nobody's inferior. 
why one has to think that that one is inferior why didn't you train yourself practice put put your time in bettering yourself why don't you do that instead many people unfortunately today are they are just accepting that as their gospel reality that they are born poor born weak born stupid no we are telling them no you are not born to die just like that yeah there's a thing called the fixed mindset which uh if you have a fixed mindset you believe that you know so you only have a certain set of talents and either and that's it you know and if other people succeed it's because they've got that you might compare yourself to others they have other talents that you'll never have but here's the thing if you can't do something then you can learn to do it and you can become very uh you may not you may not be the most talented person at it but you can grow that skill so so basically i suppose the lesson is is that if you identify that you have got a skills gap do take the first step to improving your knowledge your ability your uh behavior around that area so the, even the same thing with um traits you know um if you're quick to lose your temper as our lion king was he was uh he had the deadly sin of wrath <laughs> if you're quick to lose your temper don't say oh that's just me it isn't just you you can learn anger management people do it all the right, time right. yeah so um have you got any examples where people have uh read the roaring lambs and then they found a new a new desire to improve their position in life yes i mean uh, you you touched the right point okay when one person when we are talking about okay the you don't have to be lamb you don't have to give up you're not born uh, weak but imagine that person you know uh, set up against a large scaled problem now what do you do can anyone alone change or you know or make the things happen absolutely not we have to be together you have to forge alliances you have to forge collaborations hence this so called weak person should have the approach to be able to find out who can be his great collaborator with whom he or she can lead the fight for the survival it is it is an in, in, imperative thing for somebody who feels that i'm not enough to face this challenge immediately look for collaborations because collaboration can can get you an extra mile and yes. collaboration collaborations yes, and strategic ahead. alliances are very important i know you uh, your book has been um uh very well received by by very well known people like deepak chopra and mark victor hansen and uh so i i think i think it's it's going to create some very nice waves and and inspire people in a way that um uh is very good for everybody so well done three uh your second book Thank you. and uh it's uh got some momentum so it's been a real pleasure uh just seeing you, your progress as well from the first time we met you had your first book and now it's your second the roaring lamps has been pronounced by amazon 
that it is the most popular book in the business and economics section ah. for 2021 we wow. got the award uh, on 31st of december uh, so with that my publisher is also encouraged uh, that they wanted to do more books with us what is your favorite business book that you've read in either reading now or have read in the past my all time favorite author is malcolm gladwell and i have uh, i have read many of his books and uh, i think currently i'm reading yeah blink uh, the tipping point uh, what dogs uh, outliers each yes. book he comes up with great stories he was very fortunate being uh, being a journalist at the new york times he had great uh, access to great business people for the last 30 40 years in the in the american uh, business history he has got a lot of stories so he brings a lot of stories and then there is a great he brings it into a lot of relevance so i i think his 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 books outliers obviously is one of my favorite books uh, because outliers tells you you put in 10000 hours you become excellent in anything that you want that's There it that go. is an outlier that's exactly that whole thing is if if you if you do nothing nothing will happen if you put time and energy in it actually elevates you and brings that's good it. things into your life so that's the message of Absolutely. the roaring lamb so oh sri so lovely to uh, to chat with you again face to face even though though it's over the miles and uh, perhaps uh, perhaps face to face isn't too far away so i believe so yes we'll see you again and thank you so much for your time today thank you thank you so much nina and i wish you great luck and this is a great initiative man as self leader wow what a title i like that i love that <laughs> thank you thank you this episode we've been speaking with srida bavara on the manage self lead others podcast for experienced and emerging people managers i'm your host nina sunday thank you for listening until next time this podcast is a part of the c suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com